involved with Teen Challenge is that the addiction is really just a symptom of something much deeper. It's not like anybody wakes up every morning and says, you know what, I'm going to be a drug addict or an alcoholic today. There are deeper wounds, and it's a way of coping. And that's one of the reasons why Teen Challenge works, because we know that the only way that someone can find freedom from their addiction is through a relationship with Christ. We had one young woman who's in our program right now, and she said to me, I tried five different rehab programs, and none of them worked. And it took five of them for me to realize that the missing ingredient was Jesus. And because we keep Jesus at the center of our program, we don't receive any government funding. Our founder used to say that when you allow the shekels to come in, on come the shackles. And we know that it is a relationship with Christ that truly sets these women free. And so we are the first women's center in Canada under the Teen Challenge Canada umbrella. Um, before we opened our doors, there was one other women's center, but it was in BC, and they had 10 beds. And let me tell you, when you're a mom or a wife, being away from your family for 12 months, or maybe a little longer if we decide we're going to love you a little bit longer, that's a really hard go. You saw in the video that it's a hard program. Um, women aren't easy to live with, and I can say that. Men don't say that because that'll just get you into trouble. But we're not easy to live with. You'll see that there was cake in that video. <laughs> cake is, is a key there. Um, but let me tell you that... <laughs> somebody's clapping. Awesome. <laughs> let me tell you that when you're struggling with all of your deep-rooted issues and they're all coming to the surface and you don't have your normal crutch of drugs or alcohol, it can be a really difficult go. And you just want to run. It's a natural response. Nobody wants to face what, they, what is uncomfortable and painful. But let me tell you that the three women that I have here with me today are probably the most courageous women you will ever meet. You know, one thing about being an addict is that your sin is out there for everybody to see. But really, they're no different than anyone else. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory. But unfortunately, theirs just becomes so evident and so obvious to everyone around them. But let me tell you, it takes an awful lot of courage and an awful lot of guts to stand up and share what brought you to this place, but an awful lot of gratitude to see what God has done in your life and how he has blessed you for your obedience. And so every time that we go out, our prayer is the same. We pray that someone who is sitting in the pews would be reminded that we serve a God of hope, that they are encouraged as they hear what these women have gone through because they will hear how God responded when they gave it all over to God and they responded. And our prayer cry is always the same, that someone who may be struggling with an addiction, maybe they know somebody with an addiction, or maybe it's something else that you're struggling with, but that you would see, taste, and know that God is good we're never too far from him that he can't reach down and pull us out of that miry pit and set our feet upon a rock. And so would you please help me welcome Trish, Natasha, and Anne as they come and share with you. What is reality? Reality is going to church with your family every Sunday, then coming home, locking yourself in your room, just to dip into that powder again. Reality is showing up for work every day, 
just to steal from your employer to pay for your drugs, then getting arrested for it three months later. It's causing so much pain for your parents that you can see the life being sucked out of them because of the choices you're making. Reality is hating yourself so much and being so sick and tired of the way that you're living that you plead with God to kill you because you don't have enough guts to do it yourself. And reality is being filled with so much rage, anger, and bitterness that you pick fights with anyone, including your own family, just to feel alive. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. What is reality? Reality is being seven years old and your parents divorce and your mom takes so many pills and so much alcohol to numb her pain that she barely knows that you're even there. Reality is your mom coming home from a night out and passing out on her date, but that's okay because it was really you he wanted. Reality is professing to be a Christian than having an adulterous affair, breaking the hearts of your husband and children, stealing away their home and ultimately their safety. Reality is loving your children so much you don't know where your heart starts, where their heart starts and yours ends. But still taking the money that's meant for their food to buy your booze with it. It's hating yourself so much that you cry out to God nightly to end your life. And when he doesn't, you drink yourself into a place where you don't hurt anymore. You don't feel. You don't think. You're not really living at all. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. Reality. Reality is having a man do what he wants to your body because you're so high. You can't tell him to stop. Reality is being so deep in your addiction that when you find out you're pregnant, you feel like you have no other choice but to abort. It's waking up, not knowing where you are only to find out that you're being rushed to the hospital because you've overdosed and your friends, they've left you for dead. Reality. Reality is the fear of not being released from jail because you've messed up so many times that you don't even deserve bail. And reality, reality is the battle for your soul becomes so real that you actually feel Satan ripping it from you. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me.
Though we've all faced different realities, we've all been changed by the same truth. And the truth is that God provides all my needs. And for the first time in my life, not only am I sober, but I'm on fire for God. And truth is that there's been restoration in my family through forgiveness, and I no longer cause them pain. And they're actually excited when they get to see me now. <laughs> Reality is when I wanted death, I called out to Jesus, and he gave me a brand new life. Truth is, instead of starting fights, I am now a peacemaker and a humble servant of the Lord. And the truth is that I can now walk in victory and freedom from bondage because that's the God that I serve. The truth is God is the God of second chances. And after 17 years of divorce, my mom beat her addiction to pills and alcohol. She reconciled with the Lord and my father. The truth is he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I have been free from the addiction of alcohol and a 32 year smoking habit since uh, March 19th. Because <laughs> of Jesus. Yeah. The truth is because of God's mercy and grace, there's forgiveness. And I forgave the man who did unspeakable things to me. And I have been forgiven, not only by God, but by my children and my ex-husband. They pray for me daily while I'm here. The truth is, what the devil meant to harm, God has used for good. And he's anointed my hands and feet so that I might go out into, the, into a hurting world and tell them of the truth of God's love and salvation. And the truth is, today it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Truth is, since I entered Teen Challenge last year, January 29, the battle for my soul has been won. I know now that God loves me and accepts me unconditionally. And truth is, since I've rededicated my life to the Lord, um, my relationship with my son and my family have been restored. Truth is, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and God will never leave me nor forsake me. And truth is, I do want to be a part of God's plan in which people are being set free from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. And truth is, I am in need of his grace and mercy, and it's not just available for me, but it's available for you too. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Psalm 25, 5 says, Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God and my Savior. Uh, Galatians 4.14 4, says, Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? And Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Aren't they brave? 
You know, we told you that each time we go out, our prayer is that someone hears and sees, maybe even for the first time, that God is good. You know, we have a woman in our program right now, and we were talking over New Year's, and she, we were talking about what everybody does on New Year's and how this particular one was very different for her because she was at Teen Challenge. She was sober. She felt like what she was doing that night had a purpose. And she said, I'm actually thankful I became a drug addict. She said, because if I didn't, I don't know that I would know God the way that I do. And I don't know that he would have burdened my heart the same way that I could tell someone about him and they could see that he made a difference in my life. We're told that we're to praise God in the good times and the bad. And that what God does, he does take what the what the devil meant for evil and use it for good. But sometimes you can't help but think, wow, I didn't want to have to go through that. But let me tell you something. It is often said that your greatest ministry will come from your deepest wounds. And every week, Teen Challenge is given a platform just like this to tell about what God has done. And it is always so amazing to me when we tell the ladies that there's someone new coming through the doors because their face lights up and you can tell that the desire of their heart is that someone else is going to be introduced to the Most High King who can change their lives. And it is a powerful thing, let me tell you. Our program isn't easy. It's a hard go. Your day is pretty much scheduled from beginning to end. There's all kinds of rules. You're expected to be in God's word every day. But do they ever embrace it? Because they know what comes with that is freedom. And if I could ask three things of you this morning. First, I would ask you to pray. Pray about how God wants to use you. Each one of us plays a different role. And I think it's pretty safe to say that each woman that comes through our door, there's someone who has been interceding in prayer on her behalf, and sometimes for a very long time. So if you know someone who needs help or you yourself needs help, don't give up. Continue to pray. Our ministry was formed and has moved forward because of prayer and nothing else. God's faithfulness in hearing and answering those prayers. And David Wilkerson gave up his TV time to spend time in God's word and to pray. And God used that time to prompt his heart and put him in his car and drive to New York City so that he could minister to these young men who are on trial for gang, for gang murders. And he didn't know what God was doing. But I'm so thankful that he was obedient to that call. He passed away almost two years ago. And they figured at any given time that more than 24,000 people around the world were impacted by Teen Challenge on a daily basis because the ministry that started in New York City over 50 years ago now has centers around the world in more than 82 countries. And there are 1,100 homes around the world where men and women can find freedom. I don't know about you but I hope that God uses one small step of my obedience to change the world for his glory and his glory alone.
Maybe God's calling you to bring someone to church who otherwise might not have an opportunity to hear about the gospel. Maybe there's someone you know who God's calling you to pray for. You have no idea how God's going to work. Thankfully, that's not our job. Our job is just to stand in the gap. Secondly, I would invite you to learn more about Teen Challenge. When you came in, you were given a brochure. It looks like this, and inside there's a white slip of paper. And if you want to fill that out, we would love to start you on your journey with Teen Challenge. We have copies of the book, The Cross and the Switchblade, and there's 20 pages in the back that give you an update as to what's happened since this book was first published. But we would love to give that to you. There's some amazing testimonies in there about how God's hand has been at work. The brochure that you have at the top in the middle, it says that you would like to learn more about Teen Challenge and get an intake package. Maybe you or someone you know struggling with an addiction, we would be happy to give you the information you need to apply to one of our programs. In Ontario, we have our Women's Centre just outside of King City, and we have two men's centres, one in London and one in Sault Ste. Marie. And I'm very excited to tell you that we're getting ready to open a second Women's Centre. It's going to be in Newfoundland, and it's going to have a slightly different flavour. It's still going to be a Women's Centre, but we're going to pilot project women being able to bring their young children in with them. Because let me tell you, a woman shouldn't have to make the choice, do I get help or do I stay with my kids but also stay in my addiction? So if I could ask you to pray about that because it's a big endeavor for us, but it is amazing when you see that God restores a woman to be the godly mother that he's intended her to be from the very beginning. And lastly, I would pray about joining us as a monthly sponsor. You heard a little bit about it on the DVD. For $40 a month, we've gone up a little bit, um, you can sponsor a student who's in our program. It's much like any other sponsorship program that you're familiar with. You get a testimony card, you get updates as to how she's doing in the program, and you get invited to her graduation. And let me tell you, there is nothing more satisfying than seeing a woman stand on a platform, receive her graduation certificate, and see her kids book it down the middle aisle because they're so excited that mom's finally coming home. It's also an opportunity for you to speak into the life of a woman. We've told you that this is a really difficult program. We have a really long driveway and oftentimes women just want to turn around and head down the driveway and not come back. But these sponsorship notes and cards that come can often be used to help keep a woman in the program. Our second graduate, she was having a difficult time. I'm sure you can imagine Living in a house with a bunch of other women, it doesn't always go so smoothly. You can irritate one another. You know that old adage, iron sharpens iron. Very alive and well. And she decided that she'd had enough of this community living. She just wanted to run. And so she decided that after she picked up her mail, she was going to go into her room and pack up all of her bags and go. And she got a card from a sponsor. And there was a scripture verse in there. But that actually wasn't what spoke to her. It was a coin that fell out. And inscribed on the coin was the words, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. And that's what she needed to hear at that particular moment. She graduated from our program. She spent another year and a half at our center, pouring back into lives that were in a state just like she was. And now she's at another rehab program, and she's helping more women find freedom as a program coordinator. And let me tell you, she knows firsthand what it is to have someone speak into her life, and now she can pass it on. So I would ask you to pray about that. Pray for those that you know need help. 
As your pastor said, we have a table out in the foyer. We would love to come and have you come and ask us any questions. We have lots of materials there. We'd love to give you the book, The Cross and the Switchblade. Maybe one of your neighbors needs to come to church. We also have a New Testament Bible that we can give you as well. But thank you so much for allowing us to come and share. We pray that you've been ministered to as you heard from our ladies. And may God bless you for everything that you're doing to help the broken and the hurt. Thank you so much and God bless. be appropriate if we let's all just stand together and just pray for the ministry of teen challenge god we've been touched this morning through uh, how you've changed lives and the uh, the courage of these these ladies to stand before us and to share their their old reality and then praise in their new reality with us and uh, lord we thank you for tara and her and her husband who has uh, driven them here, and for the work of Teen Challenge. And God, we just pray that you would bless their ministry, that you would use them. God, that you would uh, uh, continue to transform uh, ladies' lives and, and men's lives in the other centers uh, through the gospel and, and through the, uh, the witness and the testimony and this, the service of, of those who have gone before. And, and God, we just give you glory and thank you for that work. And uh, Lord, now as we... Um, uh, do a, a special offering for the work of Teen Challenge. May you motivate our hearts to be generous. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to, uh, you can sit down now. We're just going to uh, do another offering. This is specifically for uh, Teen Challenge. If you came in late, uh, uh, this is not the offering for Auburn. If you missed that, you can uh, put your offering in the box right behind the sound booth uh, the, uh, after the service. Uh, we kind of neglected to do something, and I feel so, feel bad about it, so I'm going to take a second to explain. Because it was the Christmas uh, month, or Christmas month, it was kind of tough to promote pretty much anything because people weren't necessarily always here. And then with Judy having uh, the issue with her father this week, we didn't get uh, the uh, update that explained that we were going to do this special offering. So if you can give... During the special offering now, I encourage you to do so. But please, if you can't, you didn't come prepared, you don't have enough in your wallet, take a look at this because there's the opportunity not only to sponsor, but there's the opportunity to give to the ministry uh, in, in a number of different ways, even, even if it's just a one-time offering. So please, uh, if you can't do it now, uh, take a look at this and, and do it later. Okay, so, uh, ushers, if we could uh, just do that offering and, and praise team, why don't you go up and we'll uh, continue.